craving some great 80s music. Play Virgin Radio 80s Plus. On DAB Digital Radio, on the app, on your smart speaker, and at virginradio80splus.co.uk. I got my mindset Even if we're just dancing in the dark. Love Chris Evans. Woo! Love the 80s. Virgin Radio. 80s Plus. Passes over to you. He makes you laugh on the telly and he makes you laugh on the stage and now he's doing both at the same time. Here's the overdue catch-up stand-up show is now available to stream and on DVD. So let's roll out the red carpet and start building some Kevin Bridges. Yeah, Kevin. Thank you, mate. Good morning. It's Everybody. over Whoa. to you. How are you? I'm all right, mate. How, what time do you wake up? 3.30. I, I don't even see that as a, a window. Like, that's, that's just a it's not really a time, no, is it? You kind of wake up at half three. Well, I say three thirty. I was, I was, I, you know, for for once in my life, I was being modest. I wake up at, I go to bed at seven thirty. I wake up at nine thirty p.m., eleven thirty p.m., one thirty p.m., three thirty p.m. <laughs> Good luck. You've got it all to come. But there'll be a tour in it. Hey, yeah. that's that's. Imp- I'm not a particularly good morning dude yeah well you will be when you get older because your bladder will that's what happens your bladder begins to fall apart you begin to fall apart you can't swallow things properly you get dysphagia in your throat you get it's just it all goes you've got all this to come sounds exciting there's lots of humor there seriously it's a hotbed so here we go um this is great the overdue catch-up it's been in the cinemas you've been on the big screen myself beyonce taylor swift the three big babes swift in the cinemas this year so um aye that was it's just finished its run yeah. last week and now it's available to watch at home or illegally download or stream or whatever. It's Whenever available. you want to watch it. It's available to own digitally and so on DVD that, yes. now. For more information, kevinbridges.co.uk, Kevin Bridges, the overdue catch-up. So it made it to 700 theatres across the UK. Um, Woody Harlson and Derry Girls, they came to see you do it where it was recorded, which was in Dublin. Why did you pick Dublin? That was the previous tour. Oh, and sorry. This, this tour was recorded sorry. in Cork. So you got the country right. Okay, sorry. Uh, no, that's all right. We... I wanted to record it somewhere small this time, and on the tour last year, it was all big arenas, so I thought we'll wait there the next year right. and find an intimate venue, you know what I mean? Somewhere a bit more. Yeah, yeah. You can see right into the audience's yeah, yeah. eyes, and so we've done it there. Uh, I think it looks, it's different anyway, it looks kind of cool. Usually it's filmed these big, massive yeah, stadiums. Yeah. Look how big it is, look how, how massive and popular I am. Exactly, However, so we thought we'd strip it right back, it's yeah. got an acoustic album. So, and we kept in some of the madness of the audience. Just There's a couple of people just shouting random stuff. And then I dealt with it well, obviously, because I've done it for 20 years. But I thought this <laughs> kind of replicates what live stand-up can be. So I thought the editors that were been, will we cut these out? And I just thought, I oh, know, I'll just throw them in. Because people are a bit nuts, so it's good to showcase. Yeah, that. it's so funny, isn't it? Because, you, you know, I hear a lot of American comedians talking about the fact that if they're building towards a new one-hour set or a Netflix special, it starts in a bar, then it's a few bars, then it's a slightly bigger venue, then it's maybe a theatre, then it's arena, then it can be a stadium. You, you've you squared the circle, you've gone past that yeah. and come back. I love that. I've done a, you did a warm-up tour in the small places and then you hit the bigger yeah. venues. You're warming down, you literally. And I've literally... done a warm-down to the soft yeah. cotton. And you can then. play with it even more, I would imagine, then. Aye, well, you'd enjoy it. And then, because I took that bit of a break, I was meant to extend the tour into the start of 2023 and I delayed it for kind of personal reasons. And then we went back on and I thought, right, why don't we just go back to venues that I've enjoyed playing in the past and we've done some dates in Europe, some dates in Australia and New Zealand. So I've 
obviously you need to move with the times I like to try and keep my show topical Yeah. so if you come and see me in the very first night of the tour and the last night it's probably going to be a different show because you need to react to global events and all that sort of stuff so yeah. it's an updated version anybody that came to the tour on the UK and Ireland in 2022 will see probably a half of that is different material and when you're in flow right so when you've got a great set yeah. right, at the beginning of a tour so you've got a 90 minutes or a great a solid two hours or whatever you've got and then you say it changes because world events are happening because you've already got the funny right and you've got a sort of a you know a farm full of funny and then you get some new crops in <laughs> does, does funny beget oh, funny I, see it as, I use a football analogy I see it as you're building a squad right so you've got you've got your squad to get you through the season right and then, and then you can chance a new the player the transfer window is always open right so you're always kind of getting somebody or somebody comes up through the academy a young a young upstart joke yeah uh, he's ready throw him in and because it's surra- surrounded by other sort of um, experienced veteran, veteran, exactly. experience jokes they, they're talking through the game and does it help <laughs> I bet it does doesn't it, it? That's 100% it's so it funny that isn't so it? I try and do at least a couple of new lines every single night right. and then just through the organic process that does end up becoming a lot of material we've been talking about this a lot recently and on the show to keep it live as well. no, it's exciting for yeah, me yeah yeah of course it's is it about? Is that because it's not about the gags? It's about the energy behind the gags. So say we say we're doing a show here, which is a, d- a different kind of thing, but it's you know it's a similar mindset. Um, if the show's going well and somebody comes in for an interview, it's it's because it's all going well. The energy's good. You know what I mean? And so the questions are better because we're all on fire. And you know, and is it the same? Is that the point? The energy be the energy's already there. And so bring anything to the scenario, and it's got a pretty good chance of chance of That's flying. A, if you you want to stay in the gig do you know what I mean so you yeah, don't yeah. ever want if sometimes you've done a routine far too many times and in your head as you're delivering the routine yeah. you're thinking about, I, want, I might try that new flame grilled stack at a Burger King after yeah. the show tonight. and you really you, are then you need to just bin you need to bin the bit because you need to stay stand up's got to be very I don't want to talk about one of these Instagram weirdos but you need to be very present yeah of course you do sort of so if you get to the stage you've got well, a joke some of those that. Instagram weirdos are my favourite people <laughs> and yours by the sounds of it as well I, I know it's, otherwise you wouldn't know about I, them I get trapped in the algorithm you know what I mean you click on one of them yeah, yeah, one yeah. topless tattooed guy jogging shouting life advice at yeah, you come on. click on one and then that's all you're getting yeah. every single David day David Goggins so. then Go, no, Gog, he, I don't think he's a tattooed weirdo he's, he's, he was the, I didn't say he's that the OG. I didn't say that <laughs> I listened to his audio book but I don't believe anything that he says but he's impressive isn't oh he? I think he's great do you think he done ten, what is 10,000 pull ups yeah what? but do you hear about the guy who beat him no. So he set the world record. See, seven... You get up at half three in the morning. You're one of these. You've been radicalised <laughs> for this cult. I, so of course I have. And Wahlberg. What time does he get up? Who? What Mark Wahlberg? He said they got up. I don't think he goes to bed. <laughs> he gets up at four in the morning. He gets plays up so many times for there's no points. No, <laughs> Go- so Goggins, he he set a new world record for pull-ups. Right. And then a bloke, a British bloke, who runs a gym, who's sixty in Portugal who was fed up during lockdown because no one was coming to his gym thought I'm going to break his record and he couldn't do one could he he couldn't do 10 or something and he broke his record he broke David Goggins record by 3,000 something like that is this a a wind up so he went for he he couldn't do one pull up couldn't do one wow I mean, he had a gym. Is, Does Goggins just, know about this? I don't, I don't, probably, I He's would probably imagine. probably going straight down to break. No, the because there's another guy who's broken. The, apparently, it wasn't that great a record in the first place. <laughs> Goggins, is that healthy? Do you Goggins need to do is a bit of a slacker. <laughs> is that, it can't be good for your musculoskeletal. I don't know. Um, I should, it's better than sitting on the sofa, I would imagine. I know, but it's that top. Or reaching up for sweets. Whip, Top cupboard, <laughs> all that kind of stuff. Moderation, so, man. When you when you get big names, faces in the places, right? Like mm-hmm. Derry Girls actress Louisa Harlan and Woody Harrelson in the audience. Yep. Do you know? Are you told? So the, that that would that was the 2018 tour. Uh, 
done the show on the Friday night, promoter says, by the way, just to let you know, tomorrow night, Woody Harrelson's coming. Like, wow. Wow. Uh, my wife had come over for the weekend. Yeah. Uh, my best mate uh-huh. uh, had come over. And it was like, if I just go and have a good gig here, this could be a great kind of weekend. So the gig went well. Dublin, the, the arena there, so, uh, that feels like a club. Even it's like 10,000 people, but they're right in front of you. Wow. It's designed like an old kind of amphitheatre. Yeah. Uh, so the gig goes good. Woody comes backstage. We end up having a few beers, end up going back to the hotel. Uh, anyway, I kind of called the night at a professional time because I had to show the next night. Woody comes back. He brings about 20 people, all these stoned Canadian hippies. And then we end up going back out. And then the next day, Bono is playing in the same venue as me. Uh, so Woody's going to that and he goes do you want to come and see you too I'm mates with Bono so we go why not we get up we've got the day off on the Monday we're drinking during the day in Dublin go to the gig and then Woody says do you want to come backstage to meet the band and it was me that called I said no we are unpresentable we, we, <laughs> like we can't go back and meet Strong. Bono in the edge and this I would maybe we'd go backstage and meet like Oasis or a Hellraising yeah, yeah, band, yeah, yeah, but I'd yeah. imagine there'll be a lot of candles. So you didn't go back? No, I said no. But, but, but you saw the gig? We saw the gig, and then later on that night, so I woke up the next morning to a video for Bono. On, or Woody Harrelson sent me a video of him recording Bono yeah. and Bono's saying, Kevin, how come you never came back here and you they had a, a pyjama party or something? It's a bit strange, but it was a cool video to receive. Yeah. And it, so just waking up after a bit of a two-day, three-day bender, and the first thing on your phone's Bono's face going, hey, Kev. Pretty cool, man. Yeah, so that's my... Woody Harrelson's annoying, right? Because I've been out with him a few <laughs> times and he can hold it together. I and I don't know how he does it. <laughs> <He's>... <laughs> because he, he seems to be toe-to-toe. He seems to be pound for pound at the bar. It's not like he's 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 sipping his drinks. He goes for it. He has a, enjoys the smoke. That's 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 common knowledge. And um, The guy was... But uh, he holds it together. He's like... He's, and then he t- pitches up and you think, well, he, he clearly he doesn't act, he's not an actor anymore. Then he... The next month you go home and he's in a brand new Netflix thing and it wins all the awards. You think, how does this guy do this? Well, do you know why he was over in Ireland? No. He was coming over to the UK and Ireland uh, for all that kind of drunken debauchery. Uh, But he was actually here to make the first move at the World Chess Championship. (laughs) So after a a three-day mad one, Right, he's like, right, I better head over to London and move move upon. He's cool, isn't he? He's a dude, That's man. what I mean. He's just, uh, there's name-dropping stories, but anybody who's ever met him will tell a story about him. What's what that, a, what's that what film he was in when he played the captain of the ship, when it just all goes pear-shaped? Uh, yeah, The Triangle of Sadness. Did you I've, see that? No, film? I've oh, never seen it. God. Kev, what a film. You've got right. to watch it, Triangle of Sadness. It starts in one place, ends up in another. I actually think Zombieland is criminally underrated. I've not well. seen Zombieland. Oh, man. It's just, it sounds like it's, it's a terrible title. Yeah, really. it is, isn't it? But it's really good, man. Yeah, if you're not into zombies or lands. Him. <laughs> <laughs> obviously, he's done more esteemed work than that, but that was the most recent one I had watched before I met him. So. Kevin, when, when I watch your um, most recent thing, the thing we can all get now, Kevin Bridge is the overdue catch-up available to own digitally and on DVD now. Everything you deliver, you do with it's. You're so emphatic. You it's bang, bang, bang. You really believe in it. You hit it really hard. Um, and whether people were going to believe or agree with what you, you were going to say anyway, they sort of have no choice. It's so super confident. Is that what you like? How do jokes? How do how does uh, shtick get to that level of, of of like this is the way it is, guys. This is how it's going to be. And then there's this. And then the, and by the and then there's this. Have a bit of that. I don't know. I just well, you're the one that's getting up there. They've paid to listen to you. 
So you don't want to listen to somebody that's not quite got faith in what they're saying. Yeah, but there's so, different ways, you know. There's, but you leave yourself no. You can't miss a beat, can you? No, because it's so big as a. <laughs> it's like an opera. Well, that's the thing. Maybe it looks strange on this one because I'm used to playing in front of the bigger places. Right, right, right. So I think maybe when I came on, it was only like 800 people or something there at yeah, this yeah. special. Yeah, yeah. And if you came on too heavy, the crowd are like, "All right, mate, relax." So yeah, yeah. I think I kind of dialed it down a bit. It's so interesting, isn't it? Aye, it's like people always go. Or different cities or different countries, yeah, yeah. Like, as if that's the variable. Yeah. But it's definitely the size of the venue. Like a club stand-up set is so different for playing in a stadium or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So this is in between, and I think maybe I did go a bit too big with some of the stuff for the size of the venue. When it cuts to the audience and it's just like this tiny venue, but that's the only way I can play it these days. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Do you that that thing that other stage performers do? Do you pick people in the audience who are fire starters, and do you play to one or two people, knowing that they are so, like laugh machines? The thing that right, I think a lot when I first started in comedy, after like a few years, you would always give a good. You would, say you had a good gig, but you'd come off going, "There was this guy in the front row just staring. He just hated me." Yeah. And then you started. So I mean, you start having a bad gig. You actually actively go and find somebody in the audience that's hating it, <laughs> no, just to confirm. <laughs> so what a comic is that helpful? No, no, it's not helpful at all. But as you get as you grow and get more experience, you realise that like, just find somebody who's laughing. Yeah. So you flip it completely. And even if the gig's tanking, you just go right. Well, that person's it's for you. It. This is for you. And then it's suddenly it's a self fulfilling. It kind of switches because yeah. you start and relaxing, and then and you look at it again, and more and more people have joined that person and laughing, and then because so it's infectious. I, I laugh at my own stuff sometimes, but you're also laughing at somebody in the audience going, "This person is laughing the way I the way I when I first had that idea." Uh, that person's having yeah, that yeah. exact like the, reaction. The, the realize the discovery of it. Yeah, because there's a real laughter in the discovery. You can't go yet. You've got to make your big request. Well, no, Rachel's got a huge request from via. Well, no, it's via Rachel from her husband. So her husband is Alex Horn. All right. Testmaster. So, uh, I, Testmaster. Mess- I yeah. messaged him yesterday because yeah. we don't see each other at the minute because he's so busy um, saying, oh, Kevin Bridges is on the show tomorrow. Have you met him? And he just said, Kevin is absolutely brilliant. He's really funny. He's very thoughtful. I'd love him to do Taskmaster. Um, if, if it comes up at all, do say he's my number one target. There we go. Well, I've brassed live on here, so yes. Hey! Is, that, is it a yes? Yes, I'll do Taskmaster. 100%. Yeah. Woo! I'll let him know. They're filming series 18 at the minute. Right. So we'll you can talk do the to next one. The technicalities off air. Is that a done deal? <laughs> Is that a done deal? All right, I'm on Taskmaster. Yes. Okay. Done deal. Live. Like it. Like Thank it. You. Uh, Jack Grealish is a fan, isn't he? He is. What a guy that is. Yeah. Up there with Woody. Oh, my goodness, mate. No, seriously. I mean, cool as you like. I know. Jack came Grealish. came the gig in Manchester. Jack Grealish recently posted about the show, crowning Kevin the funniest guy ever. If you had to, if you had to put up, right. Two, three, four, five minutes. Little riff from this show that we can all get now. Uh, up against all of the comedy in the world, which bit would you pick? Uh, right, there's a bit... So when I was saying there about finding somebody in the audience that's hearing this joke for the first time, so when you do like kind of warm-up shows, you take on in your head like roads are kind of rough angles you want to talk about it. So in this show, there's a routine about uh, hemorrhoids, right? Piles. So I was doing like heavy... I don't mean heavy lifting, I don't mean gogging <laughs> stuff, but I was doing these kind of squat kettlebell goblet squats or something they're called, right? And this dude's telling me to add on a bit of weight every week. And then I did feel a proper pain one time, right? And I was like, no, like, 
very straining, intimate pain. So right. I had to go home. I was like, oh my god, right? And then I, it was I don't know if you've overcooked it's it. the morning radio, but uh, it was piles, right? So I was talking about the NHS and how it's only now an over the phone doctor's consultation and how there's so much riding on your use of descriptive language, right, over the phone. So that was the kind of angle I took on stage. And then I was like. Uh, how do you describe piles over the phone to a doctor? And then I just kind of riffed it one night. It was at the Soho Theatre, and I was like, uh, try to think a kind of imagery. And I was like, Doctor, uh, this is me on the stage. Have you ever been playing snooker, and too many balls get potted into one pocket? Yeah. Right? So everybody, it, it takes a few seconds to yeah. to picture like a, an anus with hemorrhoids. So everybody starts laughing. Then there's this one person in the crowd, like really. Like going, like really obviously really pictured it very vividly so I thought if I can just find somebody like every time I deliver that joke you find you need to remember somebody else in the audience is only hearing that the way that person did right. as well so that was I don't know if that's the, the one joke I would pick but it's, it's, but a, it's a funny moment aye that was a nice it's deeply funny deep <laughs> and it was very candid quite open in it opening what up what about that time when um, you were talking about uh, nobody's member that was having an affair and they were in the audience or something what's that story somebody told me that story so my last special um, apparently somebody was watching it on Christmas day yeah and then the ca camera goes to the audience yeah and there's a guy sitting with a female oh who was not his wife gosh but the guy sitting on Christmas Day watching it with his wife and then they were clearly with each other they were not a, a, or maybe the wife knew who it was. Anyway, so basically the guy ended in them separating. Oh, I didn't so. know. It was that way around. I thought it was funny because like, they were in the audience, they were having no, an affair, man, it's quite like, dark. they came out and it was, all, it was yeah. the other way around. Not Hor funny at all. No, horrible. Funny, not funny. Family ruined oh, gosh. because of me. All uh, right, moving swiftly <laughs> on. Um, jingle bells out, that always works. <laughs> uh, what are you doing between now and Christmas? Uh, I've got... One more day, yeah. Uh, trying to promote this. Trying. I don't mean trying, <laughs> but it's, it's just it's done. It's out. Go and buy it. Stream yeah. it. Whatever you want. Uh, sell, 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 baby. Nah, it's not even. People are skint, so feel free to use the torrent. All right, good, excellent. Um, nice. And then I go home tomorrow. Yeah. And that's me done. Right. And then go a holiday with my wife and my son in January. And, and then... what what is your success without being you don't tell us stuff you don't tell us, but what what has success afforded you as a dad, as a hubby, you know, what what do you you know, we, we said today if somebody wins the Euromini tonight, you know those um boot rooms in ski resorts where you can put your boots on those pegs that are heated? Yeah. Get some of those in your life. You know, stuff like that. Have you done anything mad? No, I just done when I first kinda Inverted commas made it in yeah, comedy. Yeah. I was pr pretty much like Euro Millions. Like, what was that guy, Mike Carroll or something? The guy just went, the guy won the lottery and just went mad. Don't know. Yeah, you know who I'm talking about? Mm, yeah. I was like him. <laughs> First thing I done was bought a speedboat. Good boy. <laughs> and then, well, I got my mum and dad, I bought them their, their house and then a speedboat and then a box at Celtic. That was the free bucket list. Nice. And then everything. It's just. What, where's the speedboat now? It's still up between <laughs> near where you and you. You must have been up there because the Lock guy Lohman. told me a story. Don't say Lock Lomond. Lock Lomond, the yeah. guy, when I was buying it, yeah. he was telling me a Gaza story and I'm pretty sure you were involved. There's yeah, a no-wake zone. Do you know what that means? Yeah, of course. Uh, you, well, Gaza never knew what it meant. So it means you need to keep the boat below a certain amount of knots per hour. It wasn't the boat that was the issue. It was Jimmy Fivebelly's being towed on the rubber ring behind <laughs> the boat. That was what was the weight that was. And I'm not joking. That's... Well, just for context, yeah. like, I was going over it like by two or three knots, mm. which is very slow, but it was making every other boat in the marina really kind of... The guys are coming out of their cabins yeah. like, waving a fist and they're shouting. It was moving every other boat. And yeah. then the guy said to me, guys, I just put 
put it to Gave the floor, it all the beans. just emptied the tank right up so I could only imagine the movement it yeah. actually caused. So. I love the fact you were so honest there. That's so cool. So paid off mum and dad's mortgage, first thing. Yeah. That was the first thing you did. First thing I done. Second thing, bought a speedboat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love it. I thought it was going to end. You know what I mean? You don't know when it's going to end. You're, just, you're playing a big arena first time I, you've got a DVD. See, this is the deal, isn't it? You're a working class kid, aren't you? Yeah. I'm a working class kid. It's like, I'm not embarrassed about the money. People go, oh, you can't talk about money. It's like, you know, it's not it's not that. It's like, no, no, because it's what we dreamt of. We didn't, you don't understand. We didn't have any. <laughs> it's I, different. That's it. And as long as you're paying your taxes. And yeah, good to people then. Enjoy, man. And have you still got the box of Celtic? I still got it. Good for you. How big? Holds eight. Good, nice. So it was for my mum and dad. So my dad had rheumatoid arthritis and he was kind of struggling to get to the games. So 2016, wow. I thought we'll get a box. We'll start going back as a family. So Bridges box. Who else has got boxes there? Uh, Rod Stewart's here, but he, I think he gets a freebie, man. He doesn't. Rod, Rod He's in just, the director's box. Yeah, Rod just goes in different other people's boxes. I, I get bled dry. Rod's there. Uh, Conley's got a seat. Has he? Don't see him as much. Not uh, nowadays. Who he else has got a box? I don't know. Just loads right. of scaffolding firms. And, Kev, and... I hope this goes well. It's a lovely thing you say there. Look, if you don't have the money, just get, get it anyhow. <laughs> just get it anyhow. Nick it. It's there. It's the point is, you laugh, want to make man. people laugh, don't you? That's just, the point. Once it's recorded, I'm just. You've done all right. You're fine. Have exactly. Have man. a chuckle at this. Come and see me again in the I future. I think Universal are going to be too happy with that, but. It's out there somewhere. It doesn't Find matter. It. All publicity is good publicity. <laughs> Kevin Bridges, the overdue catch-up, available to own digitally and on DVD now. When might you do another one? Just, uh, I'll probably go a holiday January. See, because I was updating the show and write, I, I write every day. So, do you actually? Aye, every single day. Even if I don't use the stuff, it's just good to keep that kind of muscle going. Seinfeld does that, doesn't he? And uh, somebody said Eminem does it. Yeah, he's but, not a comedian though. No, that's that's true. <laughs> <laughs> but I think he just right, he likes to keep his brain going. Yeah, yeah. Sign, sign, have you read exercise. Seinfeld's book about that? No. He says it's called um, "Is This Funny?" and he writes. I think he writes two or three hours every single day. Aye, that's what I, I don't even know if it, I would class it as hours, but I just kind of write ideas. So I've got a lot of stuff there that I've been trying. Whilst I was recording that, I was going to open mic nights on the side. Yeah, yeah. I'm. I'll probably after my holiday I'll go straight back into the Good clubs you, hit the gym hit the heavy bag again All right, and then hopefully be back on the road at Kev, some point thanks for making time to see us a pleasure Chris really appreciate it's woke it woke me up mate as well <laughs> it takes me about an hour to get going when they said right and those early mornings and broken night sleep are coming your way pal well, my not son, for a while yet he actually. gets up at five in the morning so I thought the hotel room's always a good sanctuary to actually get an unbroken sleep but nah I was yeah. up alright far too early mate but it's great to see you. Great to see you. Happy Christmas. Merry Christmas okay, to you I, as I well. I wish you and your mum and dad and, and the box and the family uh, a peaceful time. Next time you're up walk home and you might see a boat driven responsibly. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a no, shout. No, I'm right, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I prefer it the other way. <laughs> the Graham Norton Radio Show. How exciting is this? With Waitrose. Over on Virgin Radio. Up and Adam, come on, things to do. Don't cheer. You'll just embarrass yourselves. We're not bored of it yet, so it's lovely. There's no stopping them. No stopping them. The Graham Norton Radio Show. Oh, there's nothing nicer, is there? Nothing nicer. With Waitrose. Food to feel good about. I mean, what's not to like? Saturday and Sunday from 9.30. Over on Virgin Radio.
All right, I haven't seen this guy for ages. We used to sort of live in each other's pockets for a while. I wish it was still the case sometimes. Uh, Bastos, who might I be talking about? Our next guest is the multi-award winning actor who's also a human stamp of quality. When he's in it, you know it's going to be good. His new film, The Heist Before Christmas, hits Skymax at 8pm on Christmas Eve. So please welcome the guaranteed hit, James Nesbitt. Morning, James. Morning, Chris. Morning, everyone. Morning, morning, morning. So you just panopoed. Did I? Yeah, which is Hawaiian. It's a Hawaiian-specific word which refers to when you scratch your head to help <laughs> you remember something you've forgotten. That is panapoing. Oh, I do that a lot. Do you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I have pan- to. You're a panapoist. <laughs> We're talking today about these words that are specific to okay. languages, which are so gorgeous. So what they do is we our anxiety is massively reduced by something if we can put a label on it. Ah. So if you have a, a particularly disappointing haircut that fills you with sadness, right, the, the Japanese have a word for that, and that is achijaitori. Ah, and yeah. that is a, a word specifically summing up a disaster haircut that makes you look worse than before and leaves you with ah. an overwhelming feeling of sadness. Well, I used to have those, and then my hair grew back, uh, amazingly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was good, wasn't it? And now it? you're comfortable enough to talk about <laughs> exactly, it. Exactly, yeah. When did that, when did that happen? <laughs> no, a long time ago. I actually was one of the first people to talk about my hair magically growing back. Good for you, man. It just meant that then it could magically grow back for some other people as well, some of my other friends. Excellent. Uh, so it was good. Actually, talking of words, do you know what a snib is? No, tell us about a snib. A snib. Now, if, if any Scottish or Northern Irish people it's are listening, putting it on the, you put it on the snib. Snib, you put lock, it on the yeah. snib, the lock. It's the little thing you put the, the lock on. You know, so say if you want to go out of the house. The latch. The la- yeah, but the snib, that's particular. To, the little uh, sort the little of teeth. Thing. Yes, the that's teeth it. Thing. It's a snib. I like that. It's good, isn't it? Yeah, I thought it was like putting it on the tab, putting it on the slate. No, snib. Just put it on the snib. Only, yeah. A couple of pints, can you put it on the snib? <laughs> when was the last time you had a tab? We used to have tabs. Oh, oh, we used to live on tabs. tabs we used to live in Tabsville, didn't we? I know Tabsville. Tabsville, Tennessee was. I haven't had a tab for ages. No, no, long, long time, long time actually. I, I mean, do you mean tab, tab, or do you mean tab in a bar? Well, both, in no. fact. Well, tab. I haven't had a cigarette. I haven't had a puff of a cigarette for fourteen months. Yeah, gave up, which is good. Yeah, well done. Very good. Do you feel better for it? Unbelievably better for it. Tell us and about also, that. I'll tell you what something I don't understand and. I've been talking to my agent about this. Always looking for work and uh, <laughs> always available. And uh, I'm trying. I think there should be a campaign where it's not about how bad smoking is for you. It's how great you feel when you stop smoking. Yeah, that's never on there. It's all about you know. And of course, there's doom and gloom about smoking. When you stop smoking, you feel tremendous. Yeah. So I saw something similar to that last night. Uh, it's not that exercise is an antidepressant. It's that not exercising is a depressant. Brilliant. That's similar exactly kind right. of yeah, thing. Exactly isn't it? is. Yeah. Beautiful. We haven't done this for a while. Let's see if we can still do it. You ready? <clears throat> if I fell in love with you, would you promise to be true and help me understand? Because I've been in love before and I know that love is more than just holding hands. You go high, I go low. If I gave my heart to you, you I must be sure from the very start that you will love me more than her. Bum, bum. Yeah, we used to that all the time. Is <laughs> that your party piece? Yeah. I, I, we, oh, thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Is we, that for us to stop, or would you like we another? Didn't, we, didn't, we didn't do the really hard bit, though, when it goes into the very difficult third. No, no. Uh, because we, we haven't yeah, got anything so, on yeah. the tab. Exactly, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so uh, with this show, you're on to talk about the show, um, oh, yeah. The Heist Before Christmas, airs yeah. Christmas Eve, 8pm, Skymax. Watched it last night, right? A, funny. 
B has a lot of pathos going on. Yeah, yeah. C has a real heart to it. Yeah, yeah. Who doesn't love Patricia Collins, Mrs. Collins? I know, absolutely. I know, oh, she's amazing, amazing isn't in she it. Fantastic. That's not the actress. That's the character's name. She's wonderful, though. Eh? She, the, the, the part because it's it's a caper. It's farcical no, no, in no, parts. No, it's, it's a, it has all the ingredients of a Christmas thing. But she's sensational, oh, Laura Donnelly. Yeah, and the little kid, uh, the, the, uh, the elder son. Uh, Bamber Todd, uh, <laughs> never acted before, and little Josh McLeese, they've never acted before. And and I think, do you know that Christmas films are supposed to be about that? The film is carried by two boys who've yeah. never really acted before. You know, and the rest of us, me and Timothy and and, and Laura, we're Timothy kind of school, the eyes class. Come right? on. So I loved it. I mean, and I think, but as you say, I think it's you know it really. And it's important because it has the message. I mean, it's, it's the, the Christmas message is is very much kind of sprinkled throughout it. But um, but you know, it opens a big window into what is going to be a very difficult Christmas for a lot of people, as it often is. You yeah. know, particularly this year with the cost of living. And and I, I think um. It, it is uh, a real reminder to people that Christmas is a time to kind of reflect on on others, you know, not just ourselves. Yeah, and it doesn't pull any punches. No, it's good. like I say, it's like it's pantomime esque, farcical in parts, yeah. and it's really edgy. Yeah, yeah. In yeah. other scenes, no, it is, no, and the, and the humour is it's hard punk humour. Oh, absolutely, and and it's. Well, I think it doesn't it doesn't patronise children. I think you know. Not at all. And I think that's what's key about it. You know, yeah. I think, I, and I really hope that kids. Uh, we'll be able to watch it with their, their family, but also, but really, it'll resonate with them. You know? It reminded me of an Alan Bleasdale play. All right, because it, because it, it's kids, it's it's conversational humour for kids. Yes, do you know what I mean? Right. It's not jokes. No, that's absolutely right. It's yeah, just yeah. chippy. Yeah, exactly. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's great. I know, and also just the cynicism that Mikey has that the older one, it's it's so painful, yeah, yeah. That, isn't it? You know? Yeah. And and, and says to his and, teacher, his, his teacher says at the beginning. Yeah. Uh, she he said she he says, well, I, I lost my father um, recently. And the little kid says, "What did he die of? Disappointment." <laughs> I know, so that's how it no, starts. It's like, gee, where are we going with this one? So, and he really grabs your I know, attention because really yeah. you, you know it's not going to be saccharine. It's no. really important that opening scene. I think. Yeah, no, very important. Yeah, yeah, because it's, it's an angry young man who's just like you know the rest of the world is saying Christmas is coming and he's going so what? So what? Yeah. In fact, I don't want it to come anywhere near because it makes us sadder. Yeah, it makes only, my little brother sadder. Yeah, the only way Christmas is coming is, is if I steal it from my kid Ex- brother. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so it's a tale of two Santas. Tell us about yours. My Santa is uh, <laughs> yours is a naughty Santa. Mine is a naughty Santa. Shock. Uh, no, I play a. Um, but even then, even that. So I play a, 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 a bank robber who gets off with. He makes off with eighty thousand pounds. Uh, it's not a big spoiler. At the beginning, it's right at the beginning of the film. Uh, he disguises himself as Santa, uh, robs a bank, and joins a, uh, a Santa dash in which there's like hundred other Santas which running through the time. Yeah. Um, uh, but. Uh, he's he's obviously clearly a rather sort of amateurish kind of uh, robber in the sense that you know I mean I, I suppose he supplies the kind of this slapstick element of the Christmas tale in the a idiot. way you know the idiot yeah. yeah but there's even a bit I think I mean I don't know if you remember but there's a bit where he's um, it was only last through, night James he was walking through the <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and I'm not a like DJ but days. I'm not that stupid <laughs> yeah. um, but, uh, but there's a bit where he's walking through the forest and, and I think at one point he says to the wee, the wee boy uh, Sean he says my whole life's been a disappointment son yeah, and yeah. so even the, even the body in it yeah has got that thing where life's been a bit unfair to him. Yeah, you, know? the, you carry on like that, this is where you're going to end up. Yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah. It's great, so, man. Uh, it's good. And then and Timothy Spall plays Santa, who's fallen out of the sleigh, and is wonderful, isn't he? I mean, yeah, he's, he's really good. I yeah. mean, again, you forget it's him. You yeah, get, he's he's, he's that good. He's got those eyes. He's so just lost, isn't it wonderful, the kind of glares. But that's how good he is. I mean... Tim, you know, I've worked with him four years ago on a film, Lucky Break, and not only is he incredibly entertaining and funny and, and professional and, How clever and, and is he, patient, he's 
Smart. <laughs> he's so smart. He's so smart. And um He and makes you feel him. stupid just by being with him. Yeah, yeah. He's one of those people. Yes, no, and you're right. you're not no, the, no, no, he the is bluntest like life in the no, drawer. He's amazing. And and I and uh but he he, get, he still loves his work, you know. Yeah, yeah, you can tell good, more than you know? ever. Exactly. You know? More than ever. He sort of got out of his own way over the years, I would imagine. Exactly. It seems to be like that. Exactly. In it, he suggests that Santa's Norwegian. That's the only bit I was like, oh, <laughs> I don't know if the kids are ready for that one. <laughs> yes, he does, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. he's got the language. He even says the, the, yeah. he uses the language. Yeah. And I was thinking, is he? Is he? You know, because I know that is, without there are spoilers within why he's yes. who he isn't. But I was thinking, yeah, but maybe he's not, and maybe that's part of it. <laughs> the hangout might be part of it. Yeah, um, it's cool, man. Um, did you film it in the height of summer? Most of these things are filmed in the height of no, summer. No, we actually filmed it February, March in Northern Ireland. Oh, well, well, that, was the, that was the other big attraction. I mean, just to have the opportunity, particularly as I get older, because I spend a lot of my time now in Northern Ireland. Um, Do you? Most of my time, actually. Well, my big girls, are like, they're all growing up, you know, so um, I'm over there a lot in Portrush, uh, where I'll be spending Christmas. Um, but... Uh, I uh, just to, to to have the opportunity to film there, you know, it's it's my favourite thing. I get to do what I love, what I feel such a privilege to do, and to do it at home, and then be able to nip up to Portrush at the end of the weekend or the end of the night. I cite you to a lot of actors that come in here oh. um, because they're talking about various things, usually off the air about oh. they're, they're in Iran. Actually, Danny Mays talk, we talked about oh, lovely Dan, guy, Danny, yeah, yeah. and he was talking about the fact he's on he's on stage a lot at the moment in a musical in the he's West. Guys and Dolls, yeah. yeah, and he says you know sometimes he does. He, he he forgets to be present. He he said he dried last Saturday. Wow. Um, which he'd never done before. And he just he just didn't know where he was. Yeah. The other actors were looking at him thinking, oh, my God. Wow. You, I said, what did you do? He said, I sort of just faded the line out. Yeah, he yeah, went, yeah. Nim, nim, nim. yeah, yeah. Didn't yeah, even make yeah. it up. That's terrifying. Wasn't even present enough to just terrifying. think, because the audience wouldn't know to yeah, make yeah. a line up. Yeah. Said, no, I, just, I, I just stopped talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I said, oh, it's funny, because do you remember when I came to see you in that play when you were the builder? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. What was it called? Uh, uh, Shoot the Crew. Which was an unbelievable no, play. You were and you were kind. Awesome, oh, was so as kind. was everybody. It was a fantastic. It was good. It was good. Tight we uh, Cornith Hill, Jim Norton, and yeah. uh, um, Paggy Lee. It's one of those plays you go to. I mean, like live theatre can be fantastic, can be mediocre, but you go to something and you can't take your eyes off, and you think, "Oh, I wish all theatre was like this." It's one of those, and you had so many lines in it. Yeah. And do you remember I, I asked you how you remembered it, and you said you used to go around the stage touching things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's can you take us through that? Well, I mean, it's been a while since I did that, but I mean, it, it's. I mean, I've I've always been pretty good at learning lines to tell you the truth, but it is when you're on stage, it is important to just just fend off any kind of fear at all, and that would always make me at home with the character where he is, just where where he is at that stage, what's he doing at that stage, and it's just a very good page turner in your brain for all that. You know? And if you would literally physically go and touch parts oh, of the set. Yeah, yeah. To ground yourself, to no, completely. remind you, literally remind yourself you're on stage in the West no, End. No, absolutely, exactly right. Sort no, your that's, life. That's the way I do it. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because it was terrifying as well, cool. but also magic. Yeah, the best, magic, the best, magic. the best. The heist before Christmas airs Christmas Eve, 8 p.m. Skymax. Yeah. We'll talk about that again a bit more in uh, a mo. Um, other things now. Golf, how's your golf? Uh, it's not bad, actually. I did all right. We, we, we played in a, a wee tournament at Portrush the other day, which, in fact, we were using the old Dunlop uh, 65s. Oh, yes, 1.62 inches. Uh, amazing. And, yeah. we, and I, I mean, God, that was a different... It was different, but we, we, it was good, and I played, actually... 
I actually played better with that ball than I played with a new ball. <laughs> so, so the old balls, the UK balls, are 1.62 inches. The American balls are 1.68 yeah, inches. Yeah. Uh, and then we were all told we had to play with the American-sized balls. That's right. Why did you play with the... the... We were just doing it as a kind of a Christmas thing. As a uh, laugh. Uh, as a laugh, but it was great. But it just, I mean, totally different. And also on the first at Port Rush, we were using one of the old Hickory drivers. Come on. Which was, I went out of bounds, of course. Still got a six, though. So on the right. Uh, yeah, out <laughs> Still of bounds. Still got a six. <laughs> like any of us care. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, it was a par three. <laughs> A part four, part four. Went out of bounds. Went out of bounds on the right. Yeah, poor right. Us, yeah. So, you, so you, you took three off the tee. Took three off the tee. Uh, and uh, who are you playing with? Uh, my <laughs> best mates, Peter Ludlow and uh, Alistair Carson, and who, a guy called what, Johnny Doherty. What, what's the most? Um, uh, how, how would you catch this question? Um, the loftiest company you've had in the game of golf. Uh, well, the loftiest company where I've played. Well, I played with. Ernie Els and I played with uh, a lot of those guys, right. Fleetwood, uh, Keimer, Rose, Westwood, all those people. And I, but I actually hosted the opening of Loch Erne Golf Club a long, long time ago. And it was a shootout between a very young Rory McIlroy and Potty Harrington. And Rory was, since he was 17, the sweetest boy. Yeah. Came up and said, oh, Mr. Nesbitt, nice swing, to meet eh? you. And then he just went. And it was rain and he shot like 64. And So, I mean, but to be in his company on a golf course is pretty... Always Special. been annoying. Yeah. All right, so um, what else is going on? So you, you're doing this. Uh, uh, what else is that? Nothing. I've been... I uh, don't know what's happening next year. I mean, I, I'm, there's a few things I'm hoping to do. But, I mean, I'm sort of... I'm getting towards the twilight of my career. Oh, shut I? up. No, Feels we, we, like that. No, we had a Hannah Waddingham was in the other day. On, rather. Well, she started... Oh, well, no, she's well, been around for a long time. Well, no, that's I don't the mean point. around for a long time. No, I mean, it's you know. okay. That's the point. That's the point. Amazing, that's the though. trap I sort of fell into. I said to, <laughs> I said to her... You know, she literally is ruling the world now, isn't Amazing. she? Amazing. Quite deservingly so. And brilliant. No, absolutely deservingly so. Yes. And I said, you know, the thing is, Hannah, you and I, neither of us are spring chickens, <laughs> right? And that is what I meant. I did mean that, but there was yeah. a more thoughtful way. She went, don't you mean we're autumn chickens, Chris? Oh, wow. And I thought, actually, I do. Fantastic. And I, and I, pre I, was pre I prepared my interview, and she just came yeah, out, yeah. you know, like that. Yeah, yeah. We're autumn chickens. Yeah, that's true. Well, you and me are the same. I, I'm a wee bit older than you, but I think we're the same year. I'm six. I, I was born in '65. I think '66. You're '66. Right. Yeah, yeah. So we are approaching. The thing is, I suppose in chronological terms, we are approaching the winter, not even the autumn. Yeah, 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 yeah. But the thing is, um, time is different as you get older. Absolutely. Because as a percentage, it's less representative of the rest of the whole, which is 100%. Yeah, 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 that's you, very true. You know, yeah, yeah. So it seems to pass quicker, but you get more done. Yeah. So it doesn't really work if you think about it like that. No, I agree. I mean, you know, so I don't... I mean, And the other thing is, I did. A, I used to do films years ago with a director called um, Michael Winterbottom, a very good independent filmmaker. And uh, and Michael always used to say to me, your next job's your first job. Your next job's your like first it. job. Like that. that. brilliant. Well, it is, isn't and particularly it? In, in my kind of game, because it's just, well, not just my game. I mean, actors always think, particularly in my business. Um, but it is, your next job is your first job. And if you keep that attitude, then you're still at it's it. Very you're healthy, still hungry. isn't it? Healthy, yeah. Super healthy. Com com competitive, yeah. So I have to admit that uh, I, not quite the dog at my homework, but I started to watch this movie last night ah. and I got five minutes into it and I had to stop it because. I had to go to bed. No, we're getting together with the whole family at Christmas. Good. My boys, my brothers, three girls who all live over in Moira um, ah, near Belfast. Are you, are you from Moira? Uh, no, I'm from Fermanagh. Oh, oh gorgeous. Um, it's near the Loch Arne. Um, but uh, I was just like, right, family, this is what we're watching on Christmas Eve. Don't let the girls watch it before oh, then. Save it. So I watched the first five minutes, loved it. Haven't seen another second of it, but cannot wait to thoroughly enjoy it on the it's sofa really in good. Christmas pyjamas. Delighted. 
I think it's got a nice. I think it's just got a lovely, nice Christmas message. Oh, it's, it's more than uh, that, mate. No, no, I know, but I think no, but I think there's a lot in the Christmas message. Yeah, yeah. That, what no, I, I, mean it, is, I, I it. think it's got the whole thing. You I know, get it. It's got, you know, it's got. It's, no, it's really profound. No, it's I really agree with profound. you. I'm delighted you see that, Chris. It's it's, it's really good. I mean, depending on what time in the evening you watch it, you might have to have a box of tissues. Mm-hmm. Oh, in fact, you will have tissues. to have a box of I think it's on at 8 o'clock, <laughs> which I, I, I thought it would be on a wee bit earlier than that, but I think it's 8. Am I right in saying that? Yeah. Um, but I thought they should put it on at about 6 or 7, but anyway, Excuse what do me. I know? I, why have you brought Mumford and Sons with you? No, I mean, I don't mind them. You can't have too many Mumford and Sons. We just got a double thumbs up for, from two people who I didn't realise. And Ian, you know, you've met Ian before, Ian Johnson. Thank Ian you. is not only my PR, but he's also one of my truly great friends. Oh. Yeah, uh, which allows him to not be very good at my PR. <laughs> yeah, or, or never be fired, because you can't yeah, fire him. You can't, exactly right. Yeah, yeah, you'd have to fire him as a friend, and currently you'd be a PR, PR yeah, friend. Yeah, right, exactly. uh, so, no, good, you got uh, you have a lot to oh, look I'm forward delighted. to. Yes, we're fully invested. It's all in there, isn't it? The, the, it's all in there. There's, yeah. lo- there's loads of... Um, but I'm so glad you mentioned Laura Donnelly, who plays uh, Maggie's mum. Uh, Megan, she's because she gives a sensational she performance. Is, oh. I mean, she, but she's like she's like fulfilling almost every genre there is in kind of acting. I mean, it's like she's doing kind of Brax, she's doing kind of like you know, yeah. um, Mike Lee, she's doing Ken, Ken Loach, she's doing, but she also does a kind of a really beautiful sort of mum that is so warm and, and yeah, kind, but, 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 but has been so but has been so beaten. She's been beaten up and she's being overwhelmed uh, and and manifesting in quiet but absolute desperation she doesn't know what to do she doesn't know where to turn to she she contemplates the unthinkable from her side of the tracks and her redemption and her family's redemption is the fact she just cannot go to the dark side she will not allow that's brilliant and also the boys as i say this is a film carried by two young boys josh mcleese and bamber todd and as Josh was always said when we were doing the press over in Ireland, he goes, well, I have been in a short film before, but this was really the my first foray into the big time, you know. Um, but they're just so wonderful, <laughs> these these wee lads that carry it, and they're, they're truthful and honest. And, you know, when they were, like the, the director, Ed Hodge, to call him, uh, like Josh, his slippery eel, because it's just trying to get hold of him to get in front of the camera to yeah, do yeah. it, just always moving around. But they were they understood it, they, they, they loved it. You know, I did my first... Job. I, I was the artful dodger at thirteen, and about Bamber's age, and and it really took me back to the just the wonder of it all and the magic of it. You and can see that, fun, you know. You see it. I mean, you're of course you're all great. You're all amazing in it. All the all the grown up actors, but these two kids, oh, wow. you can feel the edge of 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 sort of novelty, a nascent edge. Absolutely, because also sometimes they kind of like you kind of. I mean, it might not be the most polished thing, but they're just so honest and yeah, kind of like great. they just they don't get in the way of anything. Ah, that's right. Sometimes we had um, who do we have? We had Tom Hanks in last week, and he said sometimes you just. I, he said I couldn't get this line right, and I was trying to say it like this, and I was trying to say it like that, and then the director came to me. He said, "You having trouble with this line, Tom? This is Tom Hanks." Wow. And he says, "Yeah, I'm having trouble with it." He said, "Just say the goddamn words." Yeah, yeah. Because sometimes you have to get oh, out of the way of the word. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, a lot of the time, learn it and say it, you know. Learn it and say it. You know. oh, Artful Dodger. So we're talking about um, Wonka at the weekend. All right. So we went to go and see Wonka at the weekend. Yes, brilliant. It was great. Is it great? Oh, you've seen it. Is it amazing? It's great, but it's not a five, right? And why is it not a five? The only reason it's not a five is because Oliver exists and it's a five. 
and ah. Oliver exists, and it's a five. Yeah, and yeah. all of the musicals, what you need to know is that Oliver's been made since 1968, and it's a five. So there's Oliver. That's true. Arthur Dodger, Oliver. Oh, the best. I loved it so much. Where, where was it? A school it thing? Was or an, was it? It, was a, it was a first, it was with a professional comedy at the Riverside Theatre in Coleraine in Northern Ireland, which was attached to the uh, Ulster University. And it was a professional company, and they were, a, they were, they, it was the, the interplay they were calling. They were using, it was the first time they'd done a big production, and, uh, I was playing rugby on a Saturday morning and at the end of it, my dad was there on the touchlines looking kind of fierce because uh, we'd won. Uh, and he says, right, Mum, we're going uh, to the theatre. And I went, what? Uh, and we're going to uh, to Riverside Theatre and I'd never been to it. And uh, we walked in and he was looking for the director and he said, oh, they're auditioning for Oliver here today. And I thought you might want to come in because I used to sing. But the auditions were over, but he eventually tracked down the director and the director said, look, well, the auditions are over. And my dad said, just let him sing. And uh, so I stood on the stage and I sang all of Bohemian Rhapsody, all the parts, the entire thing went on for about 10 minutes. And the director sort of the end of it went, OK, will you come back next week? And so I went back and with a few read with a few other boys uh, and sang and uh, did a bit of acting, played a bit of the Dodger sang Consider Yourself. And then he, he said, right, you come with me. And we went, went walked through this labyrinth of corridors and the theatre walked in and he grabbed this cloak off, put it on me, and put a top hat on me and said, you're my Dodger. Come on, look at that. Look at what a great story. That's wow. going to be our Instagram clip for today. That is <laughs> that it. Good, how it all began. How will it end? Forget that. How it all began. His next job is his first job. Well, that actually was his first job because he didn't have a next job because he hadn't had a job. Did you get paid for it? Uh, no, but but it was great. I mean, that was start. I mean, you know, in retrospect, I've been getting paid ever since. Ever since, exactly right. Oh, it was great. So cool, man. Uh, watching Hannah Waddingham. So she's done this yeah. special on Apple TV+. Plus. Have you seen it? No. It is flipping nominal, right? It's called Home for Christmas. Hannah Waddingham's Home for Christmas. It is brilliant. It's a concert. It's her concert. It's she her sings gig. properly. Yeah. Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she, she's at the Coliseum. It's in front of 2,300 of her friends. She knows everybody in the audience is invited because she's been in musical theatre that long. Yeah, she course. knows that many people. Wow. And so the audience, Goosebumps talking about it. Wow. The all 2,300 people are on her side. She doesn't need anyone on her side and they're on her side. And then she goes, boom, right? And I was thinking, you could you could do this. You could <laughs> because you can do that stuff. Wow. You, you can hold that many tunes that well. Maybe wow. not quite as well because she's as not quite but you me. could do it. Surely you've um, got one of those burning inside you, haven't no, you? No, there's, there's a wee bit burning inside me, one of those. Do you yeah. fancy it or not? Yeah, I do fancy it a bit. Actually. Well, what are you gonna do about that? I don't know. I'll get on to uh But you get so, like you know, you get your your Rob Brydens, your Anthony DeBex, and they go around with bands around the world, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, in Australia and they, they do they do great monologues. They do songs in between. I, You've, no, got I, no, You've got that. No, there is. I mean, I, I definitely do want to do something. I'd love to do some more music in film. You know, like there's... I'd love like to... Like a musical? Yes, actually. What do you fancy? Uh, something modern, uh, something new, something where... Contemporary the kind of thing? Yeah, but where the, car where, where the character is kind of... Is also sort of just happens to be a singer or whatever. I don't know. But also I did a musical at Chichester there a few years ago uh, called This Is My Family, which was fabulous um uh did really well and we were going to bring it into town and then covid hit and blah 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 but i'd love that too because that that was sort of half sung half uh uh spoken but you never knew when it was going to happen and it was a modern contemporary lovely very very funny um by tim firth isn't that right hi wouldn't you like to dig in i know you, this is not your sort of jam but wouldn't you like to dig into that and create that yourself and get that going yourself yeah i know maybe i should it's not uh, what you do that i know that's not what you do i know but no i think that's true and i, and I it's definitely i mean it's also, again, since we've given up smoking, my God, it's good for your voice. I tell you what, no, honestly. 
It's good for your voice and also because you're not distracting yourself every 90 minutes. Exactly. Your flow goes on and you can create stuff that means something. No, absolutely. No, I do. So I, I, I will, I mean, maybe as a result of today, I will uh, really try and get into this. And it, it's, it's going to be something that sounds soft but is really edgy. I and totally agree. It's, it's, it dives deep into the pathos and the profundity of your acting ability and then surprise everybody with, with the, the the optimism can be the songs and the, the... I think that's true. And actually, there's something I am talking to someone about at the minute as a kind of a drama, which uh, we're kind of working on that, that may just sort of have that... Paul element. Heaton's very good at writing those kind of I songs. I love him. Why don't you get together with him? Love him so much. Get together with him. Get some decent writers. Also, he must have loved because he's Hull, isn't he, Paul? Yeah. Is he not from Hull? Because didn't Wonka come out yesterday or Shamley say that he, he loves the, uh, the Hull, Hull accent. accent? Yeah. It's probably because he was listening to uh, Paul Heaton. Love Paul Heaton's voice. Seriously. Well, get, get, come on. That's a good idea. All right. I'm get a, like that. a big four or, a, or a, a famous five involved and get yourself sorted out. That's a good idea. Sorted out. Okay, thank you. you are, you're welcome. I loved. I tell you what, I loved about this. I was watching it with my wife. We were we were watching on a little iPhone in bed last night, right. and then Caroline said, "This is, forward me the link. Let's watch this on a proper yeah, yeah, screen." Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we were watching on a big screen, and the thing is, this <laughs> my daughter and I watched one of these Netflix schmaltzy Christmas things over mm. the weekend, and the thing that's I think more Christmassy than a Netflix schmaltzy Christmas thing is that it's real. You know, this is a properly yeah. troubled. Family Absolutely. who kind of need Christmas. Yeah, well, that's what Christmas is. It has about. soul, you know. you know, and that's what films like. If you look at the great Christmas films, you look at you know, It's a Wonderful Life. It's a Wonderful Life. I mean, there you have it. I mean, th- th- that is not a bad template for something. What yeah. is Christmas about? It's about pain. It's about people worrying. It's about you know, dysfunction. You know, uh, people breaking down. It's not all, and it's about what what can save them. Because mm. it's stopping. The world stops. Exactly. Yeah. It's the only time uh, the world stops in unison. I know. Yeah. Very true. Beautiful, that is. But, and, and you're asking me, to, when do we film it? We actually filmed it in February and March. But one of the last scenes was the, 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 the cart, the, the go-kart chasing scene uh, between me and Bamber uh, and the wee lad. And um, we arrived at the forest and uh, it was a night shoot and it started to snow. Oh, and all you the are st- joking. All the snow in that is... Because the first day, the, 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 the first meeting we have in the forest, that was all fake snow. That night started to snow just when we arrived at work and it snowed all night and they had to kind of call a rap at two because everyone was getting snowed in. All real snow that you see in March. How cool is that? Bit of an Bless intervention me. there. Blessed. Yeah. Blessed. So it's right. got a bit of Bugsy Malone in with the cars as well. Yeah. Can't wait. Kids in a car Can't chase. Wait. Come on, the kids get to do the car chase and they nab the baddie. Anyway, I'm saying too uh, much now. Yeah. James, great to see you, man. Oh, Chris. Seriously, great to see delighted you. Delighted to see you. No, nice and to see you. And you've been always such a loyal supporter. See, I mean, there he is. He's talking about he came to see me in the theatre, he came to see me and do other stuff. You're a man. Well, Tasha and I were talking about True Nature yesterday around the um, around the tea table, and we were talking about you know when you were four and when you were five, you you gravitate towards the things you are meant to do, yeah. and then you, you go to school and that knocks you off a bit. Yeah, it does knock everyone off, and then you um, you you reach sort of puberty that knocks you off a bit for various other reasons, and then you got to you've got then then there's sort of society in general yes. and that knocks you off a bit more. Yeah. And then if you get lost further on in your life down the, down the line yeah. with the 30s, 40s, 50s, yeah. if you can go back and to remember what were the posters, what were you reading when you're four or five, yeah. literally that can help you out. That can get you back to your Absolutely. true nature. And so she said, like, like she always does, so what was yours? No. To me last night. No. I said, do you know what? I said, I was always a fan. I was yeah. just a fan. I, I wasn't very good at sport, but I love sport. Yeah. You know, I wasn't very funny, but I loved humour. I wasn't very yeah. musical, but I love music. Yeah. And so you just saying that to me now, you've always been supportive. Uh, I just I just got to I just got to be a fan. Wow. How brilliant. 
See, Picasso, he always just wanted to paint like a child. That was when he was, that was his goal. So I always kind of wanted, my mother always used to say, they were one age all your life. And she said, James, I've been five all my life. And she said, James, you will always be 17. <laughs> <laughs> when you were like eight or nine? <laughs> yes! She said it when I was 30 or 40. Right, James Nesbitt. The heist before Christmas with some very talented pals. Only talent on screen. 8pm Skymax Christmas Eve. You could not watch a more sort of uh, warm, heart-filling, inspirational story of what really matters in our lives as human beings than this. Cheers, James. Thanks you very much. Thanks all. Love music? Love interviews with lovely musicians? Search Virgin Radio UK on YouTube to find brilliant album specials with some of the shiniest lights on our playlist, including George Ezra. This is going to be something I'll remember, and that's a really lovely thing. I don't think I was able to do that in the past. And James Bay. Don't you agree that everybody needs someone when they feel alone? Watch all that and more at youtube.com slash Virgin Radio UK.